not so tough I sit around here and talk about it It's not so tough But it beats me up Beats me up Alright, alright, alright Let's start it for real this time Hey everybody, it is Garrett Anderson coming at you live on Tuesday, November 8th, 2016. How's everybody doing? You know what that means. It's the election. Did you cast your ballot? Did you uh, fill in the arrow? That's how it is in Arizona, at least. I got my uh, early voting ballot in. I got to mail it in and uh, pretty easy. No big deal. Um, well, I mean, it is a big deal, uh, I think. I don't know, is it? Does it make a difference? Or is it just like a figurehead at the top of a system that is that is so large and slow moving and so uh, inept and, and potentially corrupt and, and so bought and paid for that it really doesn't matter who wins? But uh, in case you've been living under a rock, we're either going to have a, a madam president um, in uh, Miss Hillary, Hillary Clinton there and uh, another Clinton president. Um, so it's interesting. We've got these, uh, these dynasties, right? The, uh, the Bush dynasty and the Clinton dynasty here. Um, or, uh, I wonder, was, was Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Roosevelt, were they, were they related? Oh boy, my history teacher is going to be upset with me. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I'm a pretty, pretty learned person. I've gotten, uh, a good deal of education and, uh, civically, I still feel a little bit, um, a little bit lacking. I don't know about, so there's three branches of government, right? We've got the executive, that's president, the uh, the Congress and the Senate, right? Um, that's the House, right? Uh, and then the uh, judicial, that's your Supreme Court. And the three of those are supposed to work with checks and balances to make shit happen and define policies and laws to keep our country moving. And uh, this, uh, it looks like, um, it looks like we're pretty, pretty well split over the correct course forward, or at least who the right commander in chief should be. And uh, frankly, it's been a long campaign, and mostly I'm just celebrating that it is campaign will be over tonight. Uh, but uh, man, it is. There is something entertaining about it. I'm torn whether I'm going to uh, bury my head in the sand and um, just kind of wake up tomorrow and go about my day and not really make a big deal out of it, or if I'm going to be glued to uh, the different news networks um, and uh, and watch the election come in. Uh, really, as far as I'm concerned, with my day-to-day, um, <laughs> I'm quite interested to see how Prop 205 goes through. That's uh, Arizona's uh, ballot initiative uh, that's a prop proposition by the people um, to regulate marijuana as we regulate alcohol. Um, and I think this was on the ballot. I was talking to a buddy at a kid's birthday party the other day. So naturally, we were talking about laws, of, uh, marijuana laws, um, while our kids were uh, coloring and, and uh, carrying on at the birthday party. And he was mentioning that this was on Arizona's ballot a few years ago. And I wasn't aware of that. I, I wasn't here. Um, and it wasn't quite on my radar. But uh, he said that it was closer than he had expected. It obviously didn't pass or else it wouldn't be on the ballot again this year. But he said it was closer than he expected. So this year he's he's not really sure what to expect. Um, I... Uh 
I, I, politics aside, I do think that that would be a prudent way forward and, and um, you know, to kind of get the government out of some of that personal choice business and, uh, um, you know, not be beholden to the large pharmaceutical companies that would uh, like nothing more than to have to continue selling their products um, instead of allowing an alternative into the marketplace in the form of medicinal uh, marijuana and then uh, extend, extend that out into the personal liberties question about recreational marijuana, the old, uh, you know, what you're doing um, off hours and, and on the weekends isn't really anybody's business but your own. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that comes through. So I'll be, uh, keeping an eye on the, uh, the Senate races and things. And I'm, I'm not terribly political. I like to keep uh, surface level informed, but, uh, really just kind of like cocktail party and, and kids birthday party level informed. I always like hearing from people that are better informed than me on these sorts of things. Um, but, uh, you know, and that's, that's really what's aggravated me most about so much of this campaign coverage and so much of the discourse, the discourse around it is, uh, the people that, that feign expertise, you know, it's like, yeah, just cause you read a couple articles doesn't mean you're an expert all of a sudden. Um, I have much more respect for people that, that are, you know, of the camp that like, you don't know what you don't know kind of camp. Um, and, uh, I guess it takes all kinds but uh, for people to be so impassioned and entrenched in one camp or the other, um, I really, I can envision sort of a system where the issues really do take priority over the candidates. Um, I think it's uh, probably not going to happen anytime soon because we are a bit of a cult of personality sort of uh, um, culture. But, uh, you know, if the issues really did take front and center and we had some educated ideas about the issues and but the, but then again, the scary thing is that, you know, people really do sort of have to pick a side when it comes to issues. Um, immigration is obviously a hot topic here. And uh, um it is sort of blatant and sad that there is this, um, you know, the Trump slogan is make America great again. Right. And uh the implication being that it's not great anymore because of some thing, right? And and there's a lot of finger pointing and a lot of blame and a lot of, hey, we need to take care of our own first and let's close the borders and let's uh, renegotiate trade and things. And um, I don't know. Uh, I, I can imagine a, a world in which you know, that we really have things figured out. Like, why do we fight and why is there poverty and why is there hunger? Um, you know, what is it that's holding us back from achieving a, a level of of sustainable, global, cultural, just like A-OK-ness, right? What's holding us back, right? I guess I can imagine when, when we were... Um, cave people, <laughs> and then like tribal people, there was uh, fights over resources, right? Like this is my land. If some foreign tribe comes in, I'm going to need my warriors to fight and protect my land. Um, I, I'd i like to think that we can evolve out of that. And uh, there's a little bit too much of the other. I think we can celebrate diversity and honor tradition without um, necessarily having to fight in war. And um, so if we could have sustainable energy, 
I think that would go a long way. Um, if we could figure out a way to feed the world in a healthy way that isn't causing more problems than it's, uh, you know, long-term health issues and things of that nature. If we could feed the world um, and and have clean drinking water, I guess that's going to be a big issue here soon too. Um, but I hear there's promising things on the front of um, desalination plants and engineering solutions to big problems like water scarcity. Um, but uh, so if we had water, food, energy, shelter figured out and people could just kind of live a a a comfortable existence um i uh that that would be kind of cool and then people could gravitate towards their passions and their interests and frankly i don't see a need why everyone should have to work i think that's kind of an antiquated idea um i really have been hearing about this concept of a living wage um and when you think about social safety nets I, I don't really have a problem with that. If there's enough abundance and there's enough wealth um, just because of the nature of our human ingenuity and our compassion for our fellow man um, and and with some liberty built in there, uh, you don't want people hurting themselves, but it's hard to regulate safety. That's something that I'm learning as I'm growing older is that you know knuckleheads are going to do knucklehead stuff. But what I don't want is big corporations pushing their agendas on things that end up being unhealthy for people or uh, people taking advantage of the unaware consumer. So consumer protection is important to me as well. Um, but uh, so there is this idea, there's this pie in the sky, idealistic idea of if we weren't fighting over limited resources, and if we could come to some terms of uh, of accepting each other's differences, I, uh, I I would like to think that in a few generations, or or maybe before, uh, if if you know before we destroy the planet, um, or as we go to colonize other places, maybe we could have more of a civil, um, you know, a civil path forward that isn't so divisive. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's no money in that, or maybe it would be boring. Um, maybe. Maybe we wouldn't have anything to fight about. We'd all just be twiddling our thumbs and getting addicted to social media. Um, oh, wait, is that is that already happening? Yeah, the social media aspect of following this campaign with the, the false experts has just been uh, upsetting. Although although some friends, um, and there's, there's one friend in particular that I'm thinking of, it does seem like he's trying his best to read up on things and be educated and, and, uh, and strike some civil discourse, which I think is really admirable, and there's not enough of that. But uh, he does take some stances that I'm, I'm a little iffy about. Um, and mainly when it comes to this social welfare um, piece, I understand that history will show us that communism and socialism didn't really work out as well as planned, but that isn't to say that you should throw out the the best ideals in there, um, because I think if you had true uh, free market capitalism, there are losers to the extent that I'm like personally morally uncomfortable with. Like, so for a lot of these folks that are like. Um, you know, you got to work to live. Um, yeah, I, I get it. That's kind of the situation where we're at now. But if you take that to the extreme or, uh, for, for instance, the healthcare issue with, uh, mandatory insurance and having healthy people, um, mandated into the insurance pools to help offset the cost of, of sick people. Um, at some point you either have to decide to take care of that sick person 
um, and they're not responsible for that money because they don't have that money or, you know, that sick, poor person, or you, if you take that to the extreme, you let them die, right? You say, sorry, buddy, you didn't play the game right. You lose at life. You're, you're not getting that surgery because you don't have insurance and there's no way for you to pay for this. And, you know, sorry, that's too bad. And I think when some of these folks that proclaim conservative values and um, right, you know, the, the far right, I mean, there's, there's good ideas in both sides, of course. Um, but when we're talking about some of the, the very Im, impassioned, angry far right um i i would really be curious to see if someone could get them to to answer and and this may be a scary side of humanity but like what do you think that that person in that situation uh who's sick and and can't afford health care do you think they should die and if not what's the alternative and wouldn't that alternative by its very nature be some sort of social welfare um because i don't think that there's a for-profit model that can, other than insurance, which, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, to get that to be a player in the healthcare world um, in, as part of the solution, which is having its, its bumps. I will give it that, right? We've got Obamacare premiums going up by, you know, 40 and 60, and I think out here in Arizona, like 120%. Um, don't quote me on those numbers. Uh, I am definitely talking out of my ass here, but uh, it's election day, so I wanted to talk a little politics. But uh, real quick, um, let's. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of piano since the last podcast. I hope I'm a little better at it. Um, I uh, thought maybe we could sing this song because uh, I was talking a lot about imagining that that beautiful, happy ideal, and uh, and wouldn't that be nice? I'm not the only 
of Mr. John Lennon. Man, what would that guy think? Oh, man. Maybe, <laughs> I just thought maybe I'm a little bit glad he's not here to see it. Man, but couldn't we use that voice? Mm, what a beautiful song. Maybe it's unrealistic. I think Dick Cheney would tell me that it's unrealistic. Warhawks and corporate titans would probably tell me that that's a pie-in-the-sky idea. But, uh, you know, if you just maybe... Uh, Maybe just sit down and take a couple deep breaths and stretch a little bit. And I don't know if it's your thing. Maybe have a toke or uh, eat some mushrooms or, you know, maybe just have a glass of wine and take the edge off and, and just think about that. And you're like, hey, you know, that's that's not so crazy. Is is it within our reach? I don't know. Maybe. I remember when I was a kid, my dad, uh, I, I was having a discussion with my dad about different political philosophies and and uh he was like you know son uh i i honestly i i i'm i like the ideas of communism and socialism but i think there's just an inherent greed in man and uh that that will be very difficult to come over and uh you know let's look at it from an evolutionary biology perspective right i mean we had to be fighters creatures have to get their own. And if you don't get your own, you're going to die and your your organism, your species will not survive. Um, so it's, it's dog eat dog, uh, right? Um, kill or be killed. And that's in our DNA. And it's going to be hard to shake that. But it is kind of mind boggling to think about the wealth and excess that we do have um, and yet this idea of peace uh, and comfort 
insanity still seems so out of reach. Um, so I will get off my soapbox now and uh, shift on to some different topics. Uh, let's see here. Um, I attended uh, fish concerts in Vegas this past weekend. That, that's How's that for a turn? <laughs> I'm not sure if we're ever going to achieve global peace, but um, it, let's, uh, let's talk about the debauchery of seeing um, <laughs> jam bands in Las Vegas. Um, speaking of some of the uh, the wealth, right? We've got people there that are just throwing their money around for fun, um, uh, while people on the other side of the world are hungry, right? That's that's a tough thing to deal with. Um, but uh, I I went and dabbled. It was my first trip to Vegas, and uh, I did play a little roulette. Uh, didn't do very well on that. Um, but uh, I've been thinking about strategies with roulette, and it really does come down to luck and then discipline with your bets. I guess. Um, and I didn't really have a bankroll with which to overcome the odds or overcome a cold streak. So I, I just, I didn't feel like losing a lot of money. Um, so I didn't really put up a lot of money. And I think maybe that's a beginner gambler's mistake is that you have to go in with enough of a bankroll to overcome little cold spells. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been thinking about that a lot because I hated losing. I hated losing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so roulette, roulette and I didn't get along very well. I did put a couple bets down on some sports, which was amazingly fun, and I totally get why people do that. Um, who came up big for me last weekend? Uh, the Saints, uh, they covered for me. And the Raiders won in overtime, um, so I won back uh, enough to cover any games that I picked that I lost. And then uh, in the evening, I had bet on the Cleveland Indians to win um, in in five uh, game five. I thought the Indians were going to win. I thought they were going to wrap it up. Um, my man Bauer was on the mound, who I talked about in a recent podcast, because he had the bloody finger that was dripping, and he couldn't get through the first inning of a game earlier in the in uh, the playoffs. And I thought he was going to come back with a vengeance and then just this like laser-like focus that was going to help the Indians win. Uh, but they didn't pull it off, so I lost that bet. But I did recoup my losses with the Cowboys. I had a parlay on the Cowboys going over and winning. And uh, I hit that, so I made my money back. And overall, um, for, for all the money that I had in play, I ended up winning back everything that I had uh, spent plus $11.30. So I'm a winner. And it makes me want to put some more money down on sports because I feel like I've got it figured out, man. I can pick them. Um, no, but it does make the games really exciting. And it was fun to sit there at the sports book and uh, with all these strangers who become your friends because you're rooting for the same team. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It's a good time. Um, the fish shows were great, um, as they usually are. Uh, the songs selections were, were kind of strange, and there were some clunky moments, um, but uh, some really, really sweet moments, too. I was really glad to be there. Such a friendly, happy gathering of people. Um, and uh, MGM, because it's part of the casino, there's an open, open beverage policy. So we were able to bring in beers and uh, and uh, mixed drinks. I had a couple Jack and Cokes with the concerts and, uh, you know, got in my happy place and was dancing around and just being completely inspired by the band and, and uh, especially the way Trey plays guitar and, and also uh, the way Paige plays piano. And that's kind of what it kicked, kicked me off on this piano kick was they've got this song, Army of One. Um, 
this part took me a while to learn. sloppy but you get the idea if anybody out there is a fish fan they might recognize that as army of one a page song um and i saw that so i was home um and i was pretty tired man it vegas took it out of me i was up late and had too much to drink and all that fun stuff um nothing too crazy but uh just um just lack of sleep mostly and uh consumption of alcohol kind of uh, had me knocked out for the next couple days but i was sitting around i was listening back on the fish concerts and and that tune came up and I was sitting at the piano. I was like, hey, I bet I could figure this out. It sounds pretty easy. And there's a couple interesting little turns in there. And then it got me on this uh, this fun rabbit trail of, you know, basically this is my personality. I get obsessed with something and then try a bunch of it. And then I was like, you know what? I bet I could learn some Elton John songs. And uh, you may have noticed them. I tagged this on at the end of the uh, John Lennon Imagine. tiny dancer uh let's see if i remember the other sections um yeah so it's uh and then the so one of the cool things about piano that i didn't that i didn't pick up so much on learning music through the guitar is putting chords with different root notes in the bass right so this is a an a root with an f in my right hand so i've got the a roots the octaves and then the f in my right hand and it gives it this really nice musical thing. Whereas, you know, on on the guitar, I probably would have been playing, right? Just just the chords with that root note. So if I'm playing an F in the right hand, I would give it an F, right? All the same note. But then listen to how how different this F chord sounds when we've got an A in the root. Very different, right? So this exploration on piano is really, really expanding my ideas of, of what music can be. And it's really, really challenging my ear to hear this stuff. Piano man, it makes a stand in the auditorium. So I don't think I'll be like performing on the piano at all, but it's fun to just uh, dabble with it here on the podcast and let you know what I'm working on. Um, at my shows, I pretty much just play guitar, right? I've, I've never set up a piano at a show, I don't think. Um, I have played that little bit of a Great Unknown intro at uh, a concert, I think one time back in Maryland. Right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been having fun on piano. The other one, which was fun, another Elton John tune. Uh, she packed my bags last night, pre-flight. A zero hour, 9 a.m. Uh, 
sorry my voice isn't warmed up, but uh, you get the idea. So yeah, I've been having a, t- a load of fun playing piano, and frankly, when I'm playing piano, the results of the election don't really, uh, they don't really stress me out too much. I'm like, God bless that I have a roof over my head and, and a little bit of free time to play piano. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, in, in my heart, if I could get a little sentimental here in my heart, I hope that me sharing this experience is reminding you to just chase your dream. Don't get, so another thing I was thinking about recently was this consumption of media, right? So if you think about, uh, I'll just say it, I'll just put it out there. If you think about, um, well, I guess it may be different from a guy's and a girl's perspective, but from a guy's perspective with, uh, or, or if you just think about the human perspective, you're, you're, if you're engaged in some lovemaking, you're either, you're, you're either giving it or you're taking it, right? Or, you know, this could apply, it doesn't have to apply to love, but the lovemaking, but that's kind of the, the funny way that I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, you're, you're either, uh, you're either the, the, the dick or, or, you know, the pussy. Um, and in terms of consumption of media, I feel like you're allowing things to come into your heart and into your soul and into your mind, right? Because you're, you're consuming it versus being a producer. Um, if you're playing piano or putting out a podcast or, or uh, whatever it is, sharing a drawing, um, sitting down and drawing something, you're, you're putting something back into the universe. You're not taking what the universe is putting into you, right? You're not being a pussy. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> popping peas on pussies. I got to work on that for my uh, mic dynamics. Um, as you can tell, I'm very nervous talking about this because I want it to be funny and, and inspiring and enlightening, but I'm obviously not a stand-up comedian here or a piano player. So this is, uh, this is the Garrett Anderson Variety Hour uh, where I get to try different things that I don't necessarily excel at um, in hopes that it inspires you to go out and do the thing that is, is, is exciting to you. Um, that's really my mission here, um, as well as, as putting my own brand out there and sharing my story and sharing my experience and, and all those fun things that I've already talked about, um, on previous podcasts about what I'm getting out of doing this. You know, uh, it feels like journaling and in some ways it's helping me be more aware of my own experience and, and, uh, kind of slowing down time in that way. Um, and uh, a quick tangent, um, while I'm speaking of, of past podcasts, I wanted to do a quick update on the bus stop. Uh, if you'll recall, um, my kids and, uh, and uh, some of the neighborhood kids were getting yelled at by old people that didn't want us playing on the rocks. Well, the mom that was getting in a tiff with the HOA guy, she hasn't been back at the bus stop in a long, like a long while. Um, and I don't know if that's because of what had transpired with the HOA folks or just because it's a little easier to drop the kids off at school. Um, that's what I've been doing a little bit more of, uh, recently too. Um, basically the difference is getting them out the door at eight versus, uh, dropping them off right at school at eight twenty. And sometimes if you're running a little bit late in the morning, that, that extra 20 minutes makes a difference. Um, all right. Well, I'm just rambling. Good luck with the election. I hope you enjoyed Imagine by John Lennon and, uh, and let that into your heart a little bit. Um, whatever your political preferences are, I hope that you remember to build your community from the inside out and to uh, not just be a pussy. Don't, don't just let the universe always uh, cascade itself into you, especially all the bullshit that's out there. Don't go be a producer, whatever it is in your life that you need to do. You know, have a family, have a relationship, um, 
whatever it is, it's, it's okay to consume too. Like we need a balance, right? Like go to the movies, listen to your favorite band, whatever it is, right? I went to fish and watched, you know, uh, six to eight hours of live music in two days, right? That, that was, I was being a little bit of a pussy in terms of the universe, right? I was like, yeah, just like, fuck me with your awesome jam music, right? And, uh, and I'll get off on it. But now after that, I needed to come home and balance it back out by challenging myself on piano to learn some songs and, uh, and, and do this podcast and, and put it out there. So um, sorry if that was a little vulgar. I don't think there are any children listening to this. Um, but, uh, if there are, I apologize. Um, frankly, this is part of the way that I get to balance out too, because I don't get to talk about the universe fucking people, um, in front of my children. So, uh, it, it is a little vulgar and, uh, it's not, I don't usually work blue, um, as you know, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, go, go fuck the universe a little bit. You know, don't always get fucked. You got to do some fucking, it's kind of like, um, I wish I had it memorized so I could recite it. I might have to do that. But uh, that thing from Team America where they're talking about um, dicks and pussies and assholes. And it's like, well, you know, uh, I don't want to butcher it, butcher it. But go, go if you haven't seen that and you can handle um, the South Park guy's raunchy sense of humor, go, go rewatch that scene. Um, <laughs> all right. This has been all over the place. I think I'm pretty pumped up because of the election and because of uh, how much fun I've been having on piano. But uh, I guess that'll do it for now. And uh, yeah, uh, have a great week ahead. And like I said, uh, go, go fuck something. All right, peace. <laughs>